welcome to the Knock On, Scoreline.ie's rugby podcast. I'm Stephen Byrne and over the next while we're going to talk to former Leinster captain Chris Pym. On the show we talk about Leinster's Pro 14 final win over Munster. We've also a look at the game plan, players and how it happened. We're also going to talk about the future of Munster rugby. Are they going backwards or is it just a blip? And we also preview Leinster's Champions Cup game against Toulon. Good, good my brother Stephen, thank you very much. Yeah, good uh, good result there last weekend. So, yeah, in good form. Looking forward to tomorrow. Absolutely. Chris, um, we got it wrong about England-Ireland and we sort of gave Munster a bit too much credit coming into that match. Not being disrespectful, um, but we were all surprised with the result and I suppose the strength of the result um, and the gulf between the two teams uh, when it finished up. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it could have been it could have been twenty twenty five point differential if Leinster had taken the chances. Um, you know, I mean, God, the monster were beaten out the gate. They were literally never in it. I know they pulled it back to six all there at half time, and you thought, well, maybe they weathered the storm. They're going to show something in the second half, but really, they never really looked like. Um, competing in the game and I think from start to finish Leinster were always in control and would have liked a few more points on the board but yeah look I think the result was well, for, I mean the first few minutes was probably I mean I don't know they held the ball for I mean I don't think once I don't think Joey touched the ball for about 20 minutes so it was uh you know I think it was a lesson in how to strangle out a team who are coming out to try and do a job on you they just they had they had no answer, and Leicester were good. To be fair, yeah, the, but the game was won up front, so we knew that was going to be one of the areas uh, where you know both teams were going to be strong, and we figured Munster would be quite strong in that area as well. But Leinster, I just never really gave them a chance, like you said. Um, I put a lot of pressure on them, and then when you have a bench like Leinster had coming on as well, it's not good for the confidence. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was uh, it was pretty. It was pretty impressive, to be fair, and uh, they never really looked like struggling. And yeah, as you say, once you have a bench like that coming on, it was only going to one result, even though Johnny didn't last too long. Got a bit of a bang there, but I think once they kind of knew they had the game won, that uh, he looks like he's all right for tomorrow. So that's the main thing. So yeah, luck wasn't too serious. So I think they just uh, left things as they were. And uh, Ross Byrne looked like he picked up a knock, but he's on the bench too, so he made the bench for tomorrow, so he can't be too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talked last week, Chris, about putting a lot of pressure on Joey Carberry. He's only back a few games, he's only started a few games, and that sort of told uh, in that game, didn't it? He didn't have a great game, being honest about it. Didn't have a great game, but then, he, you know, how much ball did he get in the front foot? To try and do anything with everything he was doing was kind of rear guard action stuff. Um, yeah, maybe could have been guilty of shoveling on ball a little bit when he did get it, but um, yeah, it was a massive ask to expect him to be a game breaker given how little rugby he's played in the last year. But it'll be interesting to see what they do tomorrow for Saturday's game, whether they persist with him or bring in. Uh, JJ, I don't know what the chat is, but um, it's looking like they'll probably stick with Joey. And obviously, I think that's the right thing to do at this stage. He'd need games in time. But uh, yeah, it's a fairly daunting task when you look through 
the uh, the task that they have this weekend against the Toulouse side that is actually almost back to the olden days of Toulouse side in the early 2000s. So yeah, look, uh, daunting task for Munster, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Leinster felt the brunt of that a year or two ago um, when they went over to Toulouse as well. That that old Toulouse spirit and that team was back there. Um, a lot of talk, Chris, uh, about Munster and criticism last week that the coaching ticket maybe needs a refresh. Uh, what's their game plan? Um, who are they bringing through players-wise? Is this the Gulf? Is this the true monster? Are they ever going to win a trophy again? Um, where do you see it? And what's your own thoughts on them at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But, I mean, when you look like um, they brought in Rantry, they brought in Larkham, you would have said they were two excellent additions. Um, so I don't know enough about Van Grant, say, whether... He's the right man or the wrong man, but you know, given I would have said he'd brought them forward, uh, certainly up until uh, last last week, I would have said he'd brought them on a bit. But they certainly got massively exposed last week against what is obviously a good Leinster team, but a Leinster team that were still missing three or four that would have added even more power to the to the engine. So I don't really know is the short answer, but I'm not altogether sure flipping your coaching t- ticket every five minutes is going to fix anything either but you know i did see some stats that he their their win ratio has improved every year since he's been there and you know i suppose they just have to they just have to keep plugging away i do see they've signed another south african second row which uh, a couple of a couple of ex-monster heads were a little bit disappointed with but um, as opposed to bringing through the Thomas O'Hearns and this sort of stuff, but I guess they're looking to fill Billy Holland's shoes, who's very much a journeyman, and they hopefully will have your uh, your man Simmons um, back next year or so as well from his knee injury. So you'll have two big South African second rows, but um, I'm not sure that's where the issues are, to be honest. I mean, they looked very light behind the scrum i don't think um farrell and delande were were never in the game never really looked like making an impression and you know fully accept they were playing against enshaw who's probably the form center in world rugby at the moment but um still they were they were very disappointing and i never fired a shot to be honest yeah. So yeah, I mean, it. long term, is it changing ticket? I don't know. I don't, I don't think changing the coaches tomorrow is going to make a a massive difference. Um, lot. I suppose the way the announcement of the South African coming in was handled it could have been done better because. Uh, Darren Sweetham and JJ Hanrahan's deals were announced. Um, Darren is off to Rogers Club in France, La Rochelle, uh, and then they said that they don't really have money uh, to keep them on. And then they announce the South African second row and you're like going, yeah. oh, lads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe he's coming on a free, but I doubt it very much. Yeah. So, look, yeah, it's not, yeah, it hasn't been a good week to be fair. And, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. I'm not quite sure where they go from here, but, yeah, it's certainly the, uh, um, 
the optics weren't great when you look at it that way and you know there's definitely going to be a big hole filled there when you take somebody like Billy Holland out of the loop who is you know your old-fashioned true monster second row um, you know you're, you're definitely losing a bit and I suppose the other side of the conversation is that back in the day Munster won so many games with just raw passion and desire and you know the rugby was limited to be fair but it was incredibly successful and you know they deserve every success they got but I suppose the game has moved on a little bit but Munster probably stuck a little bit as to where they were and I think that was the thinking with Van Graham that you know and bringing in Larkin that they would develop more of a 15 15 man game I know when they'd Rob Penny there they were playing this side to side wide wide stuff but it, it probably was too early in their evolution having you know literally come from not 10 man rugby but a version of it to this wide wide side side stuff that Penny was playing and that didn't suit them either so I guess Van Graham was looking for something somewhere in the middle and uh, he's probably just struggling to find it at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Champions Cup this weekend. Leinster are in action yep. against Toulon on Friday night. Uh, can't wait myself. Great to have European rugby back. Abide, of course, by that uh, Pro 14 win last week. Um, decent team named as well. Chris, I'll just take the listeners through it if they haven't got us. Keen Healy, Ronan Kelleher, Tyke Furlong up front. Devin Toner and Ryan Bird in the Baird in the second row. So Ryan Bird comes in and starts this game. Reese Ruddock, Josh Vanderfleer, and Jack Conan in the back row. You've got Luke McGrath, Johnny Sexton, uh, the halfbacks. James Lowe is back on a starting side. He's on the left wing. Robbie Henshaw and Rory O'Loughlin are back in the centre again, the same as last week. Jordan Larmer's on the right wing and Hugo Keenan. And on the bench then you've James Tracy, Carlo Mann, Ed Byrne, Andrew Porter, Ross Maloney, Scott Fardy, Hugh O'Sullivan, which means Jamison Gisson Park doesn't make the bench there as scrum half. Uh, Ross Byrne and Dave Carney. That's a pretty decent side. Pretty decent side, yeah. Obviously Gibson Park, I think he picked up a bang there in training yesterday, so... Um, I think that's why he's not in the loop post um, and Rowan Osborne is actually still injured so he would have been out of the loop so um, but yeah look you're I wouldn't I would no disrespect to Hugh I wouldn't want to be relying on him in a massive European game so I expect um, bar we get out in front by a good few points that uh, they stick with uh, Luke for the for the for the most of the game, but yeah, decent sort of sides. Uh, good to see James Lowe back in there, giving him a chance to uh, for a bit of redemption, and uh, he'll certainly be keen to uh, get back on the horse, given the what was a difficult Six Nations for him. So I think he'd be delighted to get to get back in there. Uh, possibly O'Loughlin, O'Loughlin is lucky to hang in there. You know, through a couple of bad passes, where both of which were probably. Uh, Try scoring passes uh, yeah. last weekend, which he fluffed up. So he's probably lucky to get another gallop. And um, would have nice to be been seen to see Frawley or somebody in there. I'm not sure whether he has a bang or not. But um, yeah, look, great to see Ryan Baird getting a start. He'll obviously be champing at the bit as well to try and make an impression. Um, he's had a lot of appearances off the bench and stuff lately, but he'll be looking to put in a big 80 and it'll be interesting to see how he goes over 80 and it, 
I, I would think it's possibly a, a Lions trial for him as well. I'd say he's just the sort of player that Gatland would look at for the Lions as in somebody who can come off the bench and make an impact. And uh, I think he definitely fills that role. But he'd be looking to prove that he can he can do the 80-minute thing as well. So a great opportunity for him. And uh, I suppose I'm a little disappointed not to see Dan Sheen on the bench, but James Tracy's the backup uh, hooker there as well. But yeah, all in all, decent look inside. And uh, we'll see what Toulon travel like. Um, I see from what I can work out, most of their side seems to be South African as opposed to French. But um, So they obviously still have a few boys left over from the legacy of uh, the from money the boys back in the... <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So uh, there were a few couple of lads left over. But yeah, look, they'll be a big imposing pack. But I guess Leinster, very similar to last weekend. They look to keep the ball and run the big Frenchman ragged for the first 20, 30 minutes and then see what they've got in the in the last 20. So yeah, I would expect very much more of the same. Uh, keep the ball out of their hands and uh, dominate possession and territory and take it from there and look for a bit of French indiscipline. And, uh, yeah, I'd be confident enough we should do a job. I saw they got an absolute yeah. pasting there last week by Leon. So, um, now, I don't know what sort of side they had out, so it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, look, they're not going well in the league, which in many ways is probably a bad thing for us because they're not really in relegation trouble and they're not in championship trouble, so they may well focus... As this as being their only chance of any silverware. So I would imagine they'll be all guns blazing in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Leinster probably just need to work on a bit of handling stuff, like you were saying, the Rory O'Loughlin wild passes last week out into the sideline. Um, yeah. Just small little things like that, just to clean up those bits and pieces. Yeah, no, absolutely. That'd be good to see that. And... You know, I mean, Lachlan will have disappointed himself, so he'd be looking to make up for that because otherwise he was good, to be fair. Uh, but just they were kind of two glaring errors, so he'll be uh, he'll be keen to fix that for sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Great to see Ryan Bird, like you said, back in. Um, a very very strong back row as well. Reese Ruddock there as well. Uh, Josh had a decent game last week, and Jack Conan was incredible man of the match last week. Um, put in a huge, huge shift in that number eight jersey. Yeah, no, he's good. He does bring a little bit extra to uh, the party. I think his his ball skills and his general spatial awareness is is probably a little bit better than Ruddock. Ruddock is more of a battering ram and a workhorse, whereas Conan has that strength and power, but he just also has a little bit of uh, probably a little bit more ball about him in that he's. Uh, very good hands and very good awareness of where he is on the pitch. So he does definitely add something to the party, that's for sure. And, and I th- thought Ruddock was absolutely excellent again last week. He was, I thought, it was really, really good. I actually, thought he would have got, he, I would have given him man of the match, to be honest. But yeah, I thought he was really, really good. He's had an absolutely outstanding season for Leinster and probably feels a little disappointed. He only had the one gallop for Ireland. So, uh, but yeah. Great bit of stuff, and so yeah, look, he'll be he'll, the Leinster back row, or of course, we be reckoned with. Obviously, Scott Penny's out now for a couple of weeks, I think, with a broken hand, so uh, he'll be disappointed with that. But yeah, look, 
Josh is going well as well. So it'll be, uh, yeah, this should be good. Yeah, Scott, Scott's uh, being recognised as well. A couple of little, I think, awards or acknowledgements there yeah. during the week. Well, uh, Pro for- yeah, Pro 14 acknowledgements. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you, you've had a label on his head uh, for a long time. Um, yeah, some player. Um, and yeah. lots more to see as well. You're you yeah. you're the number one fan. Yeah. As well. I have to agree, though, he's, uh, he's a pretty, Actually, there you go. pretty cool kid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a good bit um, of stuff. Someone... Yeah. Next gen, next gen star, I think, is what they called his... Uh, his award that he got yesterday, and he obviously got onto the Pro 14 team in the season. But yeah, next he's certainly the next gen star, as far as I'm concerned. If yeah, he can, absolutely. if he can get enough uh, ball time, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, yeah, fully deserves it. He's been, he's had a, he's had a great season in the Pro 14. How do you see Munster going against Toulouse, uh, Chris? Um. I don't know. You, if you looked on paper, you'd go, Jesus, based on last week's performance, this could be a 30, 40 pointer. But I just have my suspicions that Monster will find something from somewhere and that maybe Toulouse won't hit their straps um, early on. So I think if Monster can get into the game early, make a good start, which I know would have been their plan last week as well. But. Um, that you know that they will have a chance and you know if they're in the game with 15 20 minutes to go you know you'd absolutely give them a chance they have a lot of good ballers on the team so it's not like you know they're not they haven't all become bad rugby players overnight i know they got an awful pasting last week but it'll be a great measure of van graham of the whole coaching ticket if they can pick them all up and uh, send them out for a big performance on Saturday, so yeah, I'm actually optimistic. I I just have a feeling they'll uh, they'll step up to the plate. So fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Good for Irish rugby to see them coming through uh, as well. Um, yeah, another news, Chris, in the in the world of rugby beyond, I suppose, the weekend. So Heineken Champions Cup. Um, was the front, was the fan Scotland game? Was that last week? That was last Chris, week. Was that week or was that two weeks ago? It's hard to know with COVID. Uh, so have I. I can't remember. I think it's two weeks ago. Because I was going yeah. to talk about the Rainbow Cup as well, but we was already had a chat about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Well, trying to keep track with yeah, the COVID well, changes. That, Scotland game. that was just mad. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. The boss, yeah, a great game of rugby. To be fair, it was one of the best Six Nations there's been in a long time. If you think about it, there were so many close games. All the games pretty much were within one score, bar the Italy games, and well, of course the um, and the English game. So, bar the two English games and the Italy games, all the other games were a five point or less finish. So I don't know, is that fifteen games? But it's uh it's uh no, it's more, is it? Yeah, it must be more. But uh, you know, but it was definitely the most exciting Six Nations in a long time. So um hopefully that trend continues into the European Cup as well. Absolutely. Well, fingers crossed for Leinster, of course, at the weekend. Munster, of course, we have to back our Irish brethren and uh, hope that they 
do well as well. It's it's good for the whole country. Yeah. It's good uh, if they do well as well. And of course, give them a bit of a lift after last week. Uh, Leinster have won trophy in yeah. the cabinet. Can they get a fifth star this year, Chris? That's the big question. That's the big question. Yeah. Well, you know, tomorrow will tell a tale. But yeah, I think it's for the Baxter if they win tomorrow. That sound right? Something like that. So you know that'll be a tough ask. But look, no better man in. Uh, Leo Cullen and Short Lancaster to get. I think they got caught, caught, got caught, got caught cold by uh, Saracens last year, and they're very keen to make sure that doesn't happen again. So yeah, look, I'd fancy them to go all the way. I think they're very focused. They're very good at what they do. They're very clear on how they want to play. So I'd be, I'd be hoping for the best. That's for sure. Absolutely. Chris, it's been great talking to you, catching up on all things uh, rugby, uh, Leinster and otherwise. Um, we will catch up with you again on the next pod, Knock on Rugby podcast here on Scoreline. Thanks for talking to us, Chris. No problem. Cheers. Thanks, Stephen. No problem. Well done. That was former Leinster captain Chris Pym. I'm Stephen Byrne and that's it from the Knock on Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby and of course if you're into your GAA with the Clash Act, all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.